1: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, uh, the the oh, October 16th. 16th. <laughs> oh, goodness. Not starting off on the right foot, but it's going to get better. And this is Red Sea Roundup. I am your host today, Pam Marvin. Uh, in the studio with me right now is our producer. Is that right? Producer? When you're behind the, the, the big board over there. Sure. sure. That can
0: be my, my title. Sure.
1: The producer. And general good morning, manager, Pam. good morning, and then my dear friend, and mm, awesome inspiration to my life, Dennis Maka. Good
2: morning, Pam. How are you today?
1: I'm good. A little bit rattled, as you saw my my intro there, oh, but you know it's going right. to get smoothed out here really quickly. As
2: long as we get the year right, we're all good, right? Absolutely. 2019.
1: 19. Did I say 16? No,
2: you, you <laughs> had it right, so we're all good. Okay, good, good, good. Happy day, everyone. Hump yeah. day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know if we want to go ahead and start off with my saint of the day, because I am super stoked about the saint of the day. One of my best friends, thank you, Patty Veazey, um, texted me early this morning and said, hey, it's the feast day of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, and she brought us the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. So, Jesus had visited her, um, and you know she had visions of him where they spoke to one another and, and left us this um, devotion, and it was begun for reparation for the sins of the world, which I thought, wow, you know, this is just a different chapter in human history where we are saying reparations for uh, the sins of the world. So I just love her, St. Margaret Mary. So I want to give you a beautiful little quote from her that is in today's um, um, Magnificat. Consider often that it is only the humble of heart that can enter into the sacred heart of Jesus Christ. Converse with him, love him, and be loved by him. Conform yourself as closely as possible to this humility and gentleness in dealing with your neighbor. Love those who humble and contradict you for they are more useful to your perfection than those who flatter you. That is, again, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, and she died in the year 1690. And again, she was a Byzantine nun whom the Lord made many revelations to of his sacred heart. And, you know, just also being so close to the um, anniversary of the last apparition of Fatima on 1013, Uh, in 1917. At that time, she also, the Blessed Mother said, please uh, revere my immaculate heart along with the sacred heart of Jesus. And for those of you who know me or even listen to the show, usually I believe it's in June. I love to do lots of uh, talk on the sacred heart of Jesus and um, just the beautiful work that is When you go toward the heart of Jesus, you contemplate that heart, the perfection that is his heart, Uh, Lord, make my heart more like unto thine, is such a beautiful one. And that also, as most people may know, springs the um, First Friday devotion, Sacred Heart. It's been a real pleasure and honor for me to be able to be a part of those First Friday Masses down at the St. Joseph Parish. They've done a really great job with that devotion, and it just nourishes my soul so so beautifully and so sweetly, and um, so feast day of Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque.
2: Pray for us.
1: Pray for us. Yeah, we'll revisit it again come next June. <laughs>
2: yeah, certainly. Very much. Uh, very excited to be here today, Pam. We've mm-hmm. got a lot of great things to announce. Oh, a lot of please, a lot please. of wonderful things are happening here at the the radio station and our apostolate in general. So a lot of neat things are happening. Uh, Which one do you want to start? Shall we start with the, the thing that's coming up sooner? Sooner, yes. All right. So if you've been listening to our airwaves and our local spots lately, you've been hearing about something called Brazos Valley Gives. And it's a local giving day that's happening here in the Bryan College Station area. But we are one of 103 nonprofit groups that are participating in an online giving day on October 22nd. And uh, we're using this day to uh, twofold, to expose ourselves to the larger Bryan College Station and other community um, that isn't Catholic and maybe hasn't heard about our station. And we want to be able to be involved in such an incredible giving day of 103, as I mentioned, nonprofit groups. So um, it's an online process that actually early giving has started now. But on October 22nd at 5 a.m., people are going to have an opportunity to give to Red Sea Catholic Radio for mm. this. There are two things that are exciting about this is, one, we have a generous donor that has given a $5,000 match.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: <laughs> so yeah, every dollar great, great, that great. is donated on that, that 18-hour period can be doubled up to $5,000. Um this sounds like just another giving day Or another uh, radiothon But it's not Because we're using this For a very specific and special purpose mm. We are starting a designated group With the Community Foundation of the Brazos Valley To help form a foundation For Red Sea Catholic Radio for years to come oh. So if you give $200. It's not just going to be going toward paying electricity bills. It's not going to be going toward an electronics uh, unit or anything along that lines. It's going toward our friends of Red Sea Catholic Radio Fund, mm. which will be something that we don't touch, but it's a perpetuating um endowment that's going to help our radio station for for beyond my lifetime and beyond any of our lifetimes to come. And so this is a brand new thing people can actually give with their estate planning with stocks, bonds, life insurance policies. It's something we haven't had the ability to set up before until this has come along Mm. with our partnership with the community foundation. And so even though it's a community foundation with the Brazos Valley, it serves our greater purpose and our greater listening area of Waco and the central Texas area and in East Texas, Palestine. And um, you know it's just something we're very excited about because it's going to give back to the radio station and people's donations will draw interest and investments will draw uh financial income for our our apostolate That's amazing. For years years Beautiful. to come. Beautiful. I love it. So yeah, and so this the money that people donate on that day to match the $5,000 gift will help begin our Friends of Red Sea Catholic Radio designated fund. Mm-hmm. And so it's something we've never had before and it's about time we do that to be wise stewards of people's uh, time, talent, and treasure going forward for the long term. So that's, that's Brazos Valley Gives. That's good news. Yeah. And right around the corner from that. So remember, if you want to go to BrazosValleyGives.org and you can look up 88.5 FM Red Sea Radio, uh, we're the top of the list of all the donors because we put our call letters first and people see us on the donations page first of all the people that are in there. So it's, we put our call letters first for our local station, but people in any of our listening areas can give at brazosvalleygives.org. They can start giving now, but the actual giving day, um, so everything that's donated now till the giving day on October 22nd is also doubled. So anything that gives... Uh, people give during the Brazos Valley Gives can be doubled up to 5000 And
1: this is just to go to their website to do it? Yeah, through Brazos the
2: dot org, dot org, And okay. you can do uh, click on um, nonprofits and it'll list all the groups. Ours will be the first one.
1: And is that linked to our homepage too? It
2: is not currently not linked currently, to our homepage, okay. but uh, we will be doing all that, all our Facebook notices, all our all our promos will be there. So right. October 22nd. And
0: then just around the corner... Can I just jump in with one second? Yeah, I think it's just is very auspicious oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Brazos Valley Gives is on St. John Paul II's feast day, October Which 22nd. also,
1: you know, the dedication here is also happening. That's Very true. beautiful. On that same Lots day. Lots of dignitaries in town. Yeah, so, a lot of things going on mm-hmm.
0: on that very special day. Very auspicious day. So we're, yeah. we're really very excited to be a part of that and very thankful for... The Community Foundation of the Brazos Valley oh, to yeah. let us be uh, be a part of this day.
2: It's an exciting time, so we want to be able to tell more and more people about our, our radio station. First and foremost, and if we can get those matching dollars met, man, that'll get a beautiful our, our our friends of the of Red Sea Catholic Radio Fund up and going.
1: So please pray for Red Sea Radio and yes, this please. matching funds.
2: Please appreciate and your prayers. Another thing that they can pray about and consider going to help. Is at our benefit dinner, which is just around the corner. Yay! It's November seventh. We've got Father Albert Has coming in yeah. and literally folks, we are down to the last ninety-five spots. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we're almost full, and that literally will be just a few more tables, and we'll be full. So if you haven't, gotten don't let your, that hold you back. No, no, no. If you haven't gotten your <laughs> your table or your ticket reserved, uh, go go do so now at radio.org. So. It's always a fun, fun time, and Father. Still Al, looking for a five thousand dollar table. Yeah, we got our mm. most recent twenty five hundred dollar yes, table. Thanks be to God. Yes. So, you know, it's it's a it's a fun time for food fellowship. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving meal because our theme is in all things, give thanks. Mm, amen. Um, yeah, and just so much to be grateful for. We've got so some much. wonderful surprises to talk to mm. people about on that day. Uh, I won't tell about it here. But uh, we're expanding and God is is blessing what we're doing. So, That's so I'll just exciting. leave that teaser right
1: there. I know. I like that teaser. That's exciting.
2: November 7th, me. sign up now at org. That's our website. Get your Thanksgiving on, right? Amen. Mm. And yeah. all things give thanks. Yes. So we are thankful for our listeners and everything that God has done through our station and through humble people like us because, you know. Um, God picks the uh the people that are, are least qualified at times <laughs> to uh so do true. his do his bidding and so, so true. Um, you know, so any moment that we are on the air you can know it's due to God's grace
0: <laughs> and his blessing. It's so true. Amen. yeah. So we're very excited. Exciting so time. And we're happy to to um you know have our new station director online in Waco. We yes, introduced Ooh. him on the air a couple Robin weeks Waters ago. Robin will Waters will be there. He will
2: be there at our benefit Yay! dinner. Yay, I look and, forward uh, to meeting him. And be helping us set up tables, and uh, Robin will be there to, uh, for us to introduce to everyone. We're very excited.
1: Oh, that's true. So I said excited
0: enough? Maybe thrilled. because I am.
1: Let's talk some more adjectives for him. Speaking yeah. of excited, thrilled.
0: as we wrap up this first segment, Pam, would do you want to give, us a, give the listeners a little preview of who we're gonna have on and kind of how that came about.
1: Um, well I don't know about how it yeah, I will talk a little bit more about that. But after Just the break a little
0: context for it.
1: Okay, sure. Um today I have a very, very special guest. Um it is Paul Marvin. He's gonna be coming on to talk about spiritual warfare. And um this is something that's very near and dear to his heart. He's very passionate about it. And so I'm really looking forward to having him Paul on. Marvin,
0: is he re- is he related yeah, to you? He's a little bit related to okay. me. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to watch
2: the The, you know, personal affection things going on in the studio because that's her husband.
1: (laughs) He might get a little bit animated. I don't know. We'll see. He's kind of an animated guy. We welcome it. Yeah. Yeah. Paul is amazing. We're really, um, we feel just very blessed that this has been just brought to us by the Holy Spirit um, to be more aware of it. And we want to just kind of share our hearts um, about what we've experienced recently and the calls that we're feeling. And we want to share some of the things we've learned with you about spiritual warfare in and of themselves. So yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. What is That's
0: spiritual great. warfare for people who maybe are not familiar with that term or they, they think that they know what it is, but
1: mm. well, the principal- the way I define it, and this is just Pam there. We believe in the seen and the unseen. There's a great battle waging right now in the unseen world and d- basically between the angels of light and the angels of darkness and it's getting more palpable and we're starting to, to kind of, we can feel it in our bones. We see it in our culture, you know, now that the, you know, what did they say that the good is being called evil and evil has been called good uh, is a very clear sign of it as well. So it's yeah. kind of been a wake up call to us to be more in tune with um, the unseen, which is, includes battling the, um, the darkness as well. Yeah. And so again, this kind of came about because, um, Paul just really has had kind of an epiphany over this last year about, wow. um, so much is going on in our culture that's so dark and he's really, uh, been rising to the occasion. He is my warrior and he has found his battle and his calling. And so it's really kind of be a, a very beautiful thing to to listen to him talk about it, and I did bring with me today the Jesse Romero book because he's quite a warrior himself.
2: He is. Give us the title of that book, yeah. there, Pam.
1: Okay, he is. Lord, prepare my hand, prepare my hands for battle. That's from Psalm 144. And I'd like to tell him Thaddeus too. I'd love to have him on the show in in the coming months as well because uh, this is a great resource. This book, I think Paul may have picked it up at a men's conference or maybe okay. it was, uh, um the men's, men's group and so uh, I usually have a lot of men's stuff on my show. I love right?
0: <laughs> Je- I love Jesse Romero's voice. I mean I could just I know. listen to him just, just for his voice alone. Is he,
1: is he the one that says be battle ready?
2: No, that's actually Doug Barry
1: Oh, ooh, okay <laughs> Yeah,
2: so Doug Barry is, a, is one of our other great warriors With yeah. the EWTN network Most and just, excellent Yeah, so
1: Well, I hope that
2: Coming up Yeah, I hope Paul that everybody Marvin. will
1: uh, stay tuned We're going to go into a break right now But I will look forward to seeing you on the other side As we talk about spiritual warfare You are listening to great. Red Sea Radio, and I am your host for today, Pam Be Marvin. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are talking about spiritual warfare. And before we get started talking about um, spiritual warfare, I just want to say a, a prayer for protection to to start this um, series. And it's been very near and dear to our hearts as a, as a married couple, Paul and I, But we want to start now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father, we come courageously asking for your divine safety and protection over the world. You told us to always pray, for you are able to keep, take care of, and bring to pass the things that we hand over unto you in prayer. Lord, we commit all things into your able hands. Father, we pray that you would send strong and mighty angels to watch over the world, cities, and communities. May you envelop each one in a hedge of protection to get, to keep safe in all of their ways. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Thaddeus, I really want to start with that uh, prayer of protection because. Uh, we're really seeing a lot of prayers of protection over our family these days. Have you been, do you say some prayers for protection over your family?
0: Um, Well, something that we adopted as a family is we took up the St. Michael prayer at the end of Mm -hmm. mass, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that was rescinded at the second Vatican council. Um, It had been something that had been a part of the mass. Well, not a part of the mass, but it had been something that was at the end of the mass um, for several generations instituted by Pope Leo the 13th at the end of the 19th century. But that's a traditional, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty well-known Catholic prayer Mm -hmm. um, asking for the intercession of St. Michael, the archangel for his protection um, over oneself, one's family for over the church uh, and to, you know banish the demons send them back to from whence they came so that that's primarily the thing that we do as a family um, at the end of mass and when we when we pray the rosaries of family we usually include the saint michael prayer at the end of that that's something that i know pope francis asked people to do starting last october
1: when wonderful. They prayed the
0: ros- when they prayed the Rosary wonderful so we well, did you
1: so a little piece of trivia I never knew till this year on Feast of the Saint Michael the Archangel there are relics of Saint Michael the Archangel
0: had you heard that I think I may have heard that somewhere, but I don't know all the details around
1: ah, that so apparently um, Saint <laughs> Saint Michael the Archangel appeared in a cave off of Italy the co- in Italy and um Bless the ground Bless that whole cave And so every single pebble um, Is considered a relic As he appeared there Several times It was quite beautiful You know With this being the feast day Of St. Michael the Archangel uh, Recently Mm -hmm. um, Again I'll be referring a lot uh, Introduce y'all to Father Chad Ripperger's uh, Talks on Census Fidelium uh, Which we really enjoy so much It's a whole new level Of catechesis That uh, Paul and I Have really enjoyed together and as uh, anyone that knows, my husband knows that he was running a tad late. And speaking so, of speaking of. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, dear. Paul's here. Well, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to kind of start at the beginning. Okay. You know, we're just going to have a, I just want to share kind of like what you and I have been um, kind of experiencing over this last several months and share our hearts about spiritual warfare and you as the spiritual head of our family and the warrior that you are how this is really resonate with you, and how you really want to begin uh, telling more people about it, and and kind of and pulling people into the fold. But first, let's start with how you first started. Like the spiritual warfare as a thing, and become to know like, man, this is really resonates with me because I have a warrior spirit inside too, right. that masculine spirit.
3: Well, it's, it's actually it's pretty interesting. I've you know I've been a, a member of this uh, men's group for I don't know, think ten years or 10, so. Yeah. Every Thursday morning, 6 a.m. We we I get up there around 5, 15, 5 20, and cook breakfast. And then we got about 30 guys that come out, and and we've been doing Bible studies and, and discussions. And it's been kind of interesting. But over the uh, over the over the uh, years, especially here in the last year, as things have heated up around this around not, not just in our country but around the globe, you know, there's been a really dark side that's that's kind of appeared. Started, so, that we've been
1: seeing, like, it's something that has probably always been there, but I think that every all of our listeners will agree. Um, it's bubbling to the, the top. The right? evil is getting more bold and really showing itself. Like, yeah. Yeah, when you, when
3: you start seeing, I mean, you know, the you know, Satan's mission is to convince you that he doesn't exist, right? And we see that, we see that, I mean, we even see it in priests, you know, the people not sure how, what they believe and what hell is and what, whether there is a devil and Satan's number one mission is to to uh tell you that you know he doesn't exist. It's his it's his biggest accomplishment. So as you start seeing these things bubble up, you start looking into them and it's it's unreal when you start doing your digging and looking back over history at how uh patient and organized and how you know fund <laughs> I mean going back all the way to the roots of Noah, how this evil has been under an undertone throughout all of history, undercurrent throughout all of history. It's always been there and you know they they uh they work very hard to hide themselves but in the last few years you've seen these churches these uh you, know, say, you know, satanic churches coming out publicly you know trying to put their idols in front of uh in front of uh, uh you know capitals and all these legal battles to abuse what uh you know or to use what we call our christian tolerance they're 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 using our laws and our our, uh, at least you know, here in the U.S. to are using our uh, ways and our our tolerance to try to push evil things into the into the public square, which is it you know, puts us in an interesting conundrum. But anyway, that you know through the through the search we've watched all these things, you know, abortion. I mean, that's something that you see. There's a groundswell of people that come and finally understand that you know a child in the womb is a baby, and we're killing them. I and mean, we're not just you know we we've convinced mothers some not a bunch but some that it's okay to kill a child in the womb. They don't and and you have to be completely hoodwinked, right? Hoodwinked to to be able to. Sorry, I'm trying to keep my. Uh, duped.
1: Duped, yeah, duped is what there Satan yeah. does. Duped.
3: Been completely duped to uh to uh you know be able to, to even imagine that a mother could believe that, but you know that's you know it's a it's a reality. That's
1: how Satan works. It's that that frequency of lies. Correct, and
3: uh, you know as we uh, you and I have talked about this, there seems to be you know uh, you meet people friends that I've known my entire life smart people reasonable people and they just don't seem to see the truth sometimes and and you 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 know you talk about this frequency of truth versus frequency of lies there seems to be a frequency that they miss and and I've never under, really really understood why but until we started talking about the frequency of truth there is a mm-hmm. frequency to it and some people just completely miss it miss it and it explains what part of why you have these uh call variations in morality variations of opinions right. how people can become so completely duped as to what the truth is and what, what's real and what's not.
1: Right. Well, I just I want to explain for our listeners real quick um, what we're talking about with the frequency of truth and oh, truth yeah. free of lies. So the best way I can explain that is that when you are tied to the Word of God and to prayer, um, you are completely attaching yourself to truth, the truth of the gospel, the truth of who Jesus Christ is. So you hear the frequency of truth. When you are a person that is absolutely steeped in sin and generally, typically, do not have Christ in your life in any form or fashion, or even maybe just on the very fringe edge of it, um, you start to be more attached to the frequency of lies because you are not attached to Jesus and the Word of God, and so you are more susceptible to buying lies like abortion's okay, abortion's well, really not killing.
3: And interestingly enough, and in you know, in the, the part of this, you know, my progression over time, you've seen how you know the church has been. You know, let's just say a little more uh, effeminated. You know, you have you know, men have kind of stepped away and abdicated their role, and it's it's been. I think I finally put my finger on it because we haven't really understood that there's a battle there, and you know that's what we want. We have you know we have the hearts of warriors. We want to go out and fight for our families,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and and you know that's kind of fallen out of the church. We don't you know we don't hear about the battles, the evil, the the, the spiritual stuff that's going on. The under the undercurrents, the thing that actually grab people and make them think that ab- abortion's okay, and pornography is okay. And all, you know, it's just, it's not hurting anybody. The, all these things that, you know, that have, have become, you know, if just thinking 20 years ago to think you could even go into a theater, they would actually check you. And if you weren't, if you weren't 18, they wouldn't let you see a, a, an R rated movie, much less an X. Now they, you know, they, they do check, but it's, you know, you, you don't have to go to the movies. You can find it all on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so you, know, you talk about the the biggest uh, spreader of pornography, the internet has been just unreal. And, and the harm that it's doing, I don't think we, we've even come close to measuring the harm that's doing to to our men, but anyway, as, and this, women uh, too, apparently, and women too, yeah. Okay, I'll take your word on that. One.
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, it, it affects women too.
3: <clears throat> well, I know pornography does because they're they're usually the victims of pornography. But you know, I don't. I think we, you know, the, the way it's depicted and the way it's shown, we don't really always see that. But well, anyway, get, that yeah, Getting back on track. Yeah, watching this uh, this uh, progression of things that, have, that you know, evil things getting getting more and more Bold. Into, into yeah, out in the open. These things you just write out. You know, you look at you know the whole concept of, uh, of of gay marriage. I mean, that's a you know that that's a complete surprise when when it when, when it actually came out into the public and was so overwhelmingly accepted. That was stunning to me, and that you know that was a to me a real clue that something something wasn't right. So as you start looking, you know you you know as you start getting well, let's just say you know as you've gotten away from the faith or as people get further and further away from the faith, they they become blind to certain truths. And my coming back to the faith has, has has illuminated some of this for me over time and the biggest thing has been you know the the whole concept that you know men have have kind of abdicated their role in the church and our role as the spiritual leaders and our roles as and I'm might say all men men in general there's you know of course here you're surrounded by men that uh, that are good Catholic men that're doing their jobs but there's so many that that aren't and I say so many of us because you know I was one of those and I won't say I'm, uh, you know, I'm not say I'm back to, you know, <laughs> I'm not batting a thousand now, but but at least I'm aware of it and I'm fighting for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but men are, you know, at least in my case, I tell you, one of the books that really spurred me into that, if you remember the the book that uh, we read, it was called Wild at Heart.
1: Yes, you know, the, by um, that really
3: just opened the Eldridge. I can't think of his first
1: yeah. name. Last name is Eldridge, though.
3: Well, that book it's not a it's not a religious book, but it's a book that talks about the things that drive men, and that was what kind of opened my eyes to the fact that. You know, we we you know we're They're all wired. looking for a battle to to, to fight, right? Mm-hmm. We want to fight for our families, and and we don't really see or hear about those those uh, terms. We don't see those themes in church, and and so it's kind of I think that's part of why men have kind of faded away from right. from from the church. But as you start looking into this and start seeing the 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 uh, the the just absolute abject depravity that's coming up to the surface, you start realizing, holy smokes, this stuff's been there all along. It's been bubbling up to the surface and they're becoming so bold now that they're openly talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they've, you know, they've decided this is their moment and they, they want to push all of it now. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got the old transgenderism and the, you know, 200 something different, uh, what do they call pronouns them? Genders and pronouns, genders. I mean, yes. all this nonsense. Right. Uh, and it's all just bubbled up, up to the top over the last, you know, decade. And so as I started looking to it, it's, you know, you start seeing the evil and at some point, I realize, you know, this. If there's this much evil in the world, there, you know, that there's. If there is a devil who, who, you know, and a Satan who is behind this, well, that just has to illuminate the fact that there's God, and that God wants us to fight this. And this is, you know, part part of Amen. his his uh, his allowing this to come up has been to wake a lot of us up to say, hey, there's a battle there. You need you need to participate. Right. And so it's interesting as as I've done my, you know, this this happened over several years, but as I've gone through the. uh through the progression, you know, finding some of these people like Father Chad Rippiger, or Rippiger, yes. He's got a great YouTube channel, which, holy moly, if you're a man and you haven't seen some of his videos, he's got three three videos. That are an hour long. They're about what our job is as men, and they they will change your life if you listen to them. They're they're unreal. They're just, and he is right. straight to the point. He does not parse words. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't care what your, you know, what your, uh, you know, what your outlook is. He's going to, he tells you the truth. This is a man who's an exorcist. He's uh, he's part of the Catholic Church, an exorcist in the in the Catholic Church, and uh, he deals with demons on a regular basis. And when you start hearing the things that he's hearing that are actually coming from demons, it really wakes you wakes yeah. you up. And just the fact that you don't know that demons exist doesn't mean that that they don't, and it sure, certainly doesn't mean that they're not trying to hide from you.
1: And one of the things that that um, as The reason why his his teachings just are so enlightening is that not only does he talk about he's just talking about the angels, angels of darkness and the angels of light, and so a really great place to start and his YouTube or the YouTube channel where you'll get a lot of this uh, teaching is at Census Fidelium. Um, Wonderful teaching there. It's just really next level. Paul and I have just been devouring it because it's just so much good information. Um, the first one that was sent to us by our lovely, beautiful Mary Marvin Hall, who came across it and introduced her father and I to it. And the first one was, and I want to talk about this one, um, especially we're here together. She's, there's a three-part series they do on marriage and spiritual warfare in marriage. That was really enlightening to me. And I wanted to take a minute and talk about that one, too, because I thought, wow, we know and have experienced that kind of spiritual warfare on us. Um just to back up to say that there's nothing the Satan hates more than the marital union. Yes. The husband and wife that can bear fruit in the world. The major attack is on family. We've know it, folks. You see it in our culture. It's on family. And it started to talk about it specific ways that the demon temptors get in there and try and separate man from woman. And so I am gonna let you talk about that. You remember?
3: Uh, well, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to back up just a hair as through, sure? as through this as we've gone through this progression. One of the one of the uh, interesting um, things that that came to you know came to my to my attention is you know when you start trying to when you start becoming intentional in your prayers because the, the the number one the number one tool we have for this battle is prayer, right? It's not it's not you know it's not weapons. It's not well. It is a weapon. Your rosary. <laughs> your rosary is your number one. The demons hate the rosary. They hate the Virgin Mary. The Virgin Mary is the one who, you know, if, if you go back and read read up on your angels, you know, she's the reason Satan was, you know, fell from heaven. He's, she's the reason there was a battle in heaven and the reason that uh, the, the, so many of the angels were cast out. And she is the queen of heaven. She's the one that was, that's been given the power to, you know, the, the, the top power to, to, to uh, exercise demons. And so they, they absolutely, you, you start looking into some of these exorcisms and looking at some of the transcripts and they're just stunning to see how clear it is. And it's not. Uh, it, it's. Uh, I, was, I was getting to a point. <laughs> the point was that um, as you start, as you start becoming more intentional in your prayer and praying for these things, you all of a sudden notice all the little things that pop up that try to get in your way for prayer, for reconciliation. You know, for all. You know, for for going to mass. I mean, I ever since Pam and I started, as through our progression, started saying these prayers. The the uh, uh, Auxilium, Auxilium Christianorum. Christianorum.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, too.
3: It, well, so as we started doing these prayers, you know, one of the things they tell you these are prayers that are, are, are we're praying to, to help protect uh, the priests who are doing the exorcism and exercising uh, demons. And these prayers, you know, they, they tell you in a prayer if you're going to be doing these prayers, make sure you're good, you know, you're straight, make sure you're going to, con- to reconciliation, make sure you're get, having having your Holy Communion, minimum of one time a week, you know, going to Mass on Sunday, that sort of thing.
1: Praying your rosary daily.
3: Praying your rosary daily. And as you start being intentional about it, all of a sudden you start noticing how many things just get in the way of you doing these things. And it, you know, I, 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 a long time ago, I you know, one th- one thing happens, that might be a coincidence, but when it happens day in and day out and you start noticing it, you see there are forces they're acting that are getting in your way and doing everything they can to keep you from from becoming more more intentional in your in your uh, devotional sacramental God, yeah sacram- yeah mm-hmm. and in participating in the sacraments and that sort of thing so that you know so let's get back to the that's that's kind of where we've gotten how we've gotten to where we are now so
1: right right so um, in this part 1 on spiritual warfare and marriage which is what got Paul and I started um one of the things that really spoke about to us, which if you're a married person, you're going to be able to relate to this really well. So Paul, you add to what I'm going to say, but that oftentimes there'll be, um, kind of a demon tempter in your head. Say, say here's the scenario. Paul chronically leaves his shoes underneath our coffee table. (laughs) I use that example all the time. Chronically does. So, Earlier in our marriage, it has been a little while back now, uh, before I was really trying to grow in holiness so much, um, I would just have that little voice, oh my gosh, why can't he just... Put these things away. And then, you know, then this voice would come in and say, you know, if he was a better husband, he would be doing this. But, he, you know, he's really not that great of a husband because he's not not cleaning up after himself and he's not doing these things. Well, Father Chad Ripperger says these are the demon temptors that will get in as soon as we have a kind of a negative reaction of some sort. They can tell by our body language and start putting... More little t- thoughts into our heads about, um, oh well, he. It's just like this little spiral of things that go.
3: Right, it's, it's in- interesting the topic. So, so the you know, again, we're it's it feels a little uh, a year ago if you'd asked me to talk about demons and Satan, I'd have been very uncomfortable with it. But you know, talking you talking about angels, you talk about uh, you know your your guardian angel. You actually have a guardian angel. That's uh, somebody you should have a relationship with when you're born. You're assigned to guard. You're assigned a guardian angel. Your guardian angel actually does protect you and is there to, to help you and guide you, and that's somebody you should you know. If you've read anything on Padre Pio, you'll know that he had his his guardian angel and and he were very tight and right? he helped him out in lots lots of circumstances.
1: Yeah, they had conversations they actually. Had conversations, yeah. right? Uh, I'm not there yet. I don't have conversations. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen. No. But
3: no. but so anyway, these uh you know these uh, uh these Getting back to the... the celestial topic. beings. These celestial beings. Well, the interesting that there, there's, you know, as we're going through here and studying, there's, uh, you know, one of the things you learn from uh, through, that we learned through Father Ripperger, which we kind of know, but there's a natural order to, you know, to protection of the family. Now, it's my habit, you know, it drives Pam nuts, but I'll wake up at two in the morning and four in the morning. And I go and I check all the doors and make sure, <laughs> make sure everything's locked and make sure, you know, all the lights are turned out. And I get, go back down and get to bed. It's that, you know, I want to make sure my... My family's protected, at least you know the the first lines of defenses. Well, if if you, if you if you think that's important, well, there's a natural order, and that is that you, as the father of a family and the, the husband of, of of your bride, you are it, you are in in charge of protecting their, their spiritual protection. And if you are not in good standing with God, your family is open to attack. That means your mm-hmm. children are open to attack, your wife is open to attack. So if you're if you are not uh, intentionally taking the uh, taking communion and going to taking the uh, and doing reconciliation going to confession on a regular basis you are actually not just uh opening yourself up to this you're opening up your entire family so it's very important that you know if you want to keep proper order and, and that type of spiritual protection that you as a man are the leader of your household and you make sure not only are you going to confession and going to mass on a regular basis but you make your family make sure your family is doing the same mm-hmm. that is on us that was a to me was a you know a, again a one of those things that maybe I should have known, but you know, I, I didn't, and and it, it's
1: we, we weren't catechized, honestly, folks. We weren't.
3: Right, right. I mean, it's just you know, I, I grew up, I grew up in Mexico City. My family fell away from the church, and and so you know, I, I actually didn't go back to come back to Catholic Church well, until
1: well, let's until, yeah, until, yeah, until so we, until, got, until, married until we got married, and, right. yeah,
3: or just prior. But anyway, so the natural order of of uh, of protection is is uh, something that as men, that if if you're not good with God. Guess what? Your whole family's exposed. That's something you need to know.
1: Well, I want to add on to that then, too. So if, if um, for instance, Paul, this is a very good example because this actually happened the other day. Paul's very adamant about always having the doors locked. I mean, lock the doors, lock the doors um, all the time. And Mary and I were going on a walk and I was like, I don't want to unlock the door. And she turns to me, she says, Mom, if you're disobedient to dad's wishes, you fall out from under his protection. Right. So women there is that aspect too that if we are not I'm going to use the word if we're not obedient to our husband's wishes of protection, both spiritual and physical, we fall out from under his protection. And uh, obedience is a tough one in this culture right now. So I really challenge men and women alike to be obedient to God the Father and the order of things here in the household as well.
3: The authorities in charge of your country, you're also required to be obedient, right? The you as man that's just one thing I've always had a problem with. I'm not, I'm not a rule follower, but I, you know, being obedient to anyone is something that just sticks in my craw, but I also <laughs> have to be obedient. And if I don't, if I'm not, it, it actually reflects in my children. They have a, mm. you know, they, they actually, they become disobedient with authority. They lose a lack of, of authority and it actually, it'll actually spread throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, your personal life it, not just your the ripple effect yes,
1: for sure. Yeah. So the, the, the one we started with, folks, on census fidelium, it was definitely the um, spiritual warfare on marriage. And then there's a three-part series on about um, the sacrament of marriage. So, um, again, going back to talking about angels, something that I learned about your sacramental marriage is that the time that you're wed, you receive a guardian angel for your marriage.
3: And not it, not only do you, have, and that angel is there along with your own your own guardian angel to help protect your family. And if if you don't know they're there, it's hard to call on them to uh, to uh, uh, to help protect you. But it's someone we should all be uh, working on a relationship with, and somebody that we should be calling on to, especially we as men, right. to protect our families. Okay. By the way, one of the, as you're talking with that, there's there's also the the topic of the evil side of that. You also have generational. Uh, demons that get passed on. I've never understood the phrase "the sins of the father will be, will be visited on the children." Well, what happens is, as as you fall out of sin, that demon actually gets attached to your family and will actually appear for generations, generations. Until, until they're exercised
1: You and know what, folks? If you're listening, you can look back in families right now and say, "Yep." It's called like a generational demon that gets passed from the father or from the mother down on through the generations. And that's why some spiritual warfare um, prayers are very, very um, good. And if you just go to – if you look up Father Chad Ripperger, he's got a whole book on uh, those kind of prayers, the spiritual warfare prayers, which are beautiful.
3: Right. Now, I heard you earlier, you also mentioned the Jesse Romero book. And if you want – this is interesting. When you go read Catholic prayers – uh, when you listen to Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Romero, he calls them—they're you know, all uh, unicorns and rainbows. They're—they're—they're they're, they're all very, very happy prayers. But but in his book, he's got the prayers that he actually got from the Exorcist. And these—you start reading these prayers, you start to go doing a daily read of the, uh, the, the, the Christian Christianorum, and you will talk. You talk about some powerful prayers. Everything just pales in comparison to these prayers, and they just highlight the the true battle that we're in, and the true battle that Satan has tried to hide from us. Uh, that uh, you know we need to be active in. Right. So it, it, it will change your life to become aware of this and start working towards uh, towards uh, writing yourself in that battle.
1: Right, right. So speaking of the Jesse Romero book, uh, I want to quote something. that He actually quotes <clears throat> Romans in the Catechism. There are two things we as Christians will have to fight until the Lord calls us home. One is Satan and the other is concupiscence or the tendency to sin. This is described described clearly in early Romans. Go ahead. See you,
3: so, so it's uh, he's got an entire book which I ordered online. He's he's out of Arizona, and I, I'm I'm I'd love to have him come down here and speak. I'd love to hear him speak because he's you you see, you can see him on YouTube. Yeah, he was uh, at the
1: Catholic Men's Conference recently. Yes, yes. And so, from the Catechism, it says, "For all sin, at its roots, is an abandonment of our heavenly Father." For the pursuit of freedom and pleasure, does that talk of our culture right now? <laughs> freedom a, and pleasure, yes, absolutely, it does. So,
3: immediate gratification—that's our overriding right. rule.
1: And I—I'd be remiss if I didn't throw in a part of like it's, its everyone who knows me know that I'm a fertility care practitioner, and one of the things that Pope Paul or Saint Pope Paul the Sixth actually said when he said you know, about no contraception is he also included that young people need a natural rhythm to abstain, to overcome their senses. And that's something that was thrown out over 50 years ago now, that we do not have these reasons to overcome our senses. And now you see how feelings are absolutely king. You know, what's the famous quote from Ben Shapiro that's really really getting traction? (laughs)
3: Yeah. I don't care about your feelings.
1: Right. Facts don't care about your, your feelings. feelings. That's, that's, that's right. That's and as a person who grew up, th- that we, I was taught feelings are king, and you go with your feelings because they're so very, very important. Um, I think that was kind of like that pendulum that kind of swung in her, in in our parents' generation. But now we know that no, in fact, and I learned this from Mother Teresa years ago. No, we have to get control of those. It's more of the strength of the will. And, and what to do the right thing.
3: Interestingly enough, you know, the, the definition of freedom is not the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, in, in, uh, in pursuit of gratification. It's actually depriving yourself of those things that you shouldn't have, those things that you shouldn't be doing. Depriving yourselves of those things is what actually gives you the freedom to do what's right. It's the freedom to do what's right. They leave the do or do what's right part out of it. Absolutely. And so, the you know, the, when you when you're a slave to your passions— you're a slave, and the only way you, you can uh, be free is to not be a slave to your passions.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead. We've mentioned Auxilium Christianorum a couple of times, so I want to get that one in. So basically now, let me back up a second. So a very dear friend of mine that's consecrated said, Pam, there's this beautiful litany to the pre- uh, the precious blood of Jesus and having a sacred heart devotion. I started the show today talking about my um Mar- Mary Margaret Alacoque and the Sacred Heart devotion, and she told me about this Precious Blood litany, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. And she said, "Oh, I get it off this app that's on your phone, Auxilium Christianorum, wow. which is then." And this is this has been in the spring of this year, and I had said it for a few times, but then it came up again. And listening to Father Chad, so basically, what Paul and I now do is it's a part of our prayer time together. Now it doesn't happen every day from. You know, together. Paul's doing it separately on his own because he calls it, what do you call it? It's prayers on steroids. It's prayers on steroids. <laughs> so we'll pray that together. It, Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, with all the love of my heart, I tell you, this is such a powerful prayer of protection over your family. And not only are you just praying it for your family, but all the members of the Auxilium Christianorum are also praying for protection on your family as well. Uh, things about, you know, blinding the evil spirits, uh, so they will not be attracted to us, well, blinding them so they don't
3: so they don't try to come and get back at the priests who are exercising that's, them.
1: That's exactly right too. Um,
3: so interesting enough, talking about the auxiliary auxilium Christianorum, the prayer they have a daily prayer. So every day there's a new prayer, and if you if you go and read it, it you know for the first week I just got goosebumps every time we read them. It just it, very it really it just energize energize you. But understand that if you start reading this you need to be intentional on in your prayers and intentional in your times at mass and going to confession and all these things, because you will be a, a target mm-hmm. and, but you start praying it and you will find that, uh, you know, at least for me, uh, you know, be, being intentional in some of the stuff, which I've never really been that intentional in my prayer life, especially, but understanding now that that's our main weapon, uh, you will see, you will start to notice how much gets in the way of you do having a regular prayer life. Right. I mean, and these are, this is not, this is intentional. You don't mm-hmm. you don't see it if you're not intentional, but uh, but if if you're int- if you're intentional in your prayer, all of a sudden you will see all the things that will try to get in your way to keep you from doing it. And it's just the noise of life, the busyness. You start seeing that there's a pattern here, right? And if you're not uh, protected, you you know you you will you will you know you could open yourself up to attack. So you got to be careful.
1: And one of the other things I wanted to mention that I've learned from Father J- Chad Rip recently that I thought was very interesting. A, a while ago, I had learned not from him. That lying is like a antenna. It's like a little spark that the demons can see and they come towards you because if you're willing to lie, you are an easy target. And I had heard that years ago. So it's been a big, you know, just, I just, have always found lying repulsive because it does come from the evil one. And but in Father Chad's, another thing he said was very foul language is also like a lightning rod, as well. That when you use foul language, you're also calling attention to yourself as an easy target for demons to then um, pick on you. So, folks, you know, clean up that language and clean up that mouth. (laughs) Notice how it's all from the mouth, which. Yes. There's another wonderful point I learned from some of his teachings as well. He said that the two biggest weapons of virtue are humility and charity of speech. Charity of speech, that's a hard one. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> no, it is hard. It's always hard. As women we are prone to gossip and I don't know what, what we're men.
3: Well, we're prone to confrontation, but you know. Mm. So for instance, you're driving along the highway and you you see that person is driving in the left lane going 45 miles an hour. You have to control yourself, not to uh, let them know what you think.
1: Right. So you can see that person to say, oh, they're trying to sanctify me. I'm getting to exercise
3: <laughs> my self-control. Right. That's the way I sanctify you by leaving my shoes under
1: the thing. That's right. Honey. I'm very sanctified by that. <laughs> but yeah, no, over time, my dialogue in my in my head actually changed over that to add is that I had some friends who, who uh, lost— Friends who lost their husbands. And so I was reminded how thankful I was that I still had my husband there in the home. And so I was very thankful to be picking up his shoes and putting them away each day. And now I do it um, n- never begrudgingly anymore.
3: Well, I guess just I'm. In
1: Thanksgiving. In th- I do. I just say Thanksgiving for you and um, all that you do for our family. So thank, thank you.
3: Me. I'm a lucky man.
1: So Auxilium Christianorum, you can find it. it's an app and it's also a website. So that's a, a, like Paul says, he calls it the prayer on steroids. You could say it with your spouse or alone if you aren't married. And so another thing that we've actually added in, or I have, I'm not sure Paul has, so I'm putting him on the spot on this one. Um, With the, the Amazon Synod going on, the bishops had called for us to fast. And so I have been... Working very diligently to time and fast and pray. These are two of the biggest, most powerful weapons against the evil one. So um, I've been doing my best. I don't. I I'm not successful every day, but I sure do give it a shot. Um, and I think that the Lord blesses my intention too. So prayer and fasting is definitely it. So fasting, I think, can take take different shapes and forms, but generally speaking, that is you're more of an expert on fasting than I am. So you may want (laughs) to. He did Exodus ninety. He like fasted like crazy. So for me, I've been trying to whittle it down to one meal and a snack. That's kind of what I've tried to whittle it down. Sometimes it still ends up being two meals. Or enough of a snack that is a, that's is—that's a meal, Pam. Be serious, you know. <laughs> um, but well, what, it just what, depends on what you can give up. Like, when you fasted, Thaddeus, how did you do that?
0: So, what we were expected to do when I went through Exodus 90 earlier this year was we were supposed to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: And that meant? And
0: that meant, according to the church's, you know, rules of fasting. So, the... Uh, only one, f- only one full meal, and then the other two meals are not supposed to be larger than. They're supposed to be smaller than that one full size meal. But then we had other things that we did where we had to cut out um, alcohol. We had to cut out tobacco if you were, you know, if you used either of those things. Um, we didn't. Um, th- there's no snacking of any kind in between meals, and that that was actually the the best practice for me. Uh, I felt, I I felt like I gained a lot of um, discipline over my passions by, by not allowing myself to, you know, go get a candy bar or go get a bag of chips or um, just eat anything in between meals. Um, So that was, that was really, really good for me.
1: All right, So right now with the Amazon Senate, I've been trying to do this on a daily basis, but you could start with just um, my favorite thing to suggest is the intermittent fasting, which is so healthy for you as well. And that is, you know, uh, trying to go 16 hours, including your sleep time, without consuming anything other than like black coffee or water um, during the morning hours. And that's so very good for your overall health, which, as you know, if you listen to the show, I talk about your overall health a lot as well and how much the, the spirit is tied to the body as well. So the prayer and fasting is just really important. So Paul, do you want to um, add something?
0: I was going to, before I go, Paul, I was going to add in something else I think people can do. It's it's not as powerful as a totally intentional fast, but I know that all of us have those times where we we get busy and we we skip a meal, we, we for, forget about eating, we don't have time to... You know, get breakfast in the morning or eat lunch in the middle of the day or something like that. And if you realize that that happened, I think you can, you can take that. And instead of deciding, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop and grab something on the way home or, or whatnot in that moment, just, just offer that, that unintentional fast that you, that you did and offer that hunger, those hunger pains that you're feeling and, and mortify yourself and don't give in to that desire to, to go eat something and then, and then fast kind of intentionally until your next meal comes around. And that, that can still have some uh, positive spiritual effect for you.
1: Absolutely. That's wonderful. Yeah. I <clears throat>
3: I think I, I think of Jim Gaffigan when I think about me and food, I can't remember the last time I was hungry. So <laughs> I, I need to, I, I think part of, part of the, you know, the, I, I I've learned in my prayer, in my prayer life that I have to make it intentional. I think I need to do the same thing with, with fasting. So absolutely I you know, the eight hour window, if you don't set the times and track them and do it on a regular basis, I think that's why I you know, I I, I do it on occasion but it's so haphazard that I'm going to try it with a little more dedication. See
1: how Wonderful. That works out. Well, you can join Dottie and I as we're going on our gluten, sugar, and dairy fast, yeah, right? We're yes. doing that. So, I, I want to just mention a little bit more about Jesse's book before we wrap it up because we're getting close to the end of the show. Okay. But his he had the three C's, the three C's to remember for spiritual warfare, and that is conditioning, which are good works, concentration, which is your prayer life. And the coachability is your obedience to the word of God. So those three C's to remember. And again, the prayers and the fasting being some of the the biggest ones you can have. So I I just really encourage you to to reevaluate your prayer life. Uh, The rope prayers litany is beautiful. But Paul and I, um, you were telling me recently you had experience about prayer that, you want to share that? I,
3: yeah, I have a. You know, I've always had a problem with the idea of road prayer and repeating over and over again, which is you know kind of what the rosary is. But I, I added a new challenge. I started doing it in Latin. Boy, you talk about. And, and if you after you listen to uh, Father Ripperger, you'll you'll learn that Latin is a because it's a dead language. It's not changing. And when you pray in Latin pray in Latin, the demons hate that even more. And mm-hmm. right? so that so if you learn that if you take the time to learn in prayer, actually. The challenge, and it makes it very interesting to to pray the rosary and try to do that in, in Latin. So, again, just little challenges that, uh, right. that help you. And I've got to the point now where I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and one of the first things I do is I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say the rosary in Latin. I'll start saying that, and then, you know, I'll wake up a couple hours later, wander about the house, check all the doors, and... Lay down and do the start the prayer again. And, and, uh,
1: and no, he hasn't memorized it. You, you say it from your phone, right?
3: No, I've got, well, I've got, I don't have it all memorized, but I've got, you know, the, the Hail Mary and I've got, you know, most of the Our Father, but all the other stuff, no. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> Glory be.
3: No, that sounds still work. And I still use it as a reference. I'll pull, pull up my phone and look right. at it when I forget the part.
1: Right. I was so moved by the recent influx of so much Latin in our home that even at work, I have, uh, Veni Sancte Spiritus written on my board says, "Come, Holy Spirit." Just, nice. nice. Um, I love that so much. So we want to go ahead. Well, one more thing is sure. that I
3: want to bring up is the uh, you know the the presence of sacramentals, not just at your home, but yes. where you work and where you spend your time. Very important. You know, it, it's uh, it, in your office if you're spending a lot of time in your office or in your you know in your in your work. It is a great great idea. To have sacramentals, have a crucifix, have a you know, and Saint Michael the Archangel, by the way, something that's kind of it used to be in the Latin Mass is a lot more present than it is than it is uh, uh, in in the the yeah we talked about it Soda. yeah we oh, did okay. yeah we did yeah so so you know to having having pictures of, of Saint Michael the Archangel and then on top of that you have holy water
1: holy water holy actually, moly Paul and I actually have a little spray bottle now that we spritz the house before and after. Uh, or like it's part of my cleaning routine now that we do do
3: i had a business trip up in vegas i took it with me there
1: good 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 really <laughs> needed oh, so i really, it, need it I really needed it there <laughs> um, sacramentals the benedict medals in the four corners of your home is also said it's protection and we love the enthronement to the sacred heart of jesus in our home we feel yes, like god's yes. protection has really been on us and really worked miracles in our lives because of that so to yeah. to wrap it all up
3: well, and, and just to add to that, get to know your deacons and your priests. Invite them to dinner. Have them come bless your home. What a what a powerful powerful weapon that is! What a blessing it's been to, to to bless your home. We we actually love right. that. So, so I, I just want to call on on men that you know, let you know that you are uh, the uh, the spiritual warrior, the war the leader of your household. You are the you know a spiritual warrior, and we need you. We need prayer. There's so much going on right now, and the only thing we can really do to fix it is pray. So, I call on you all to pray.
1: Pray, pray evermore. Thank you for listening to this episode of Red Sea Roundup. My name is Pam Marvin, and uh, we'll see you next week. No? (laughs) So thank you, Paul, for coming on the show with me today and talking about this is just really something that's on our hearts. So remember, develop a relationship with your guardian angel. Um, I really encourage you to look at census fidelium. Uh, A YouTube channel and listen to we we listen to it like in the car just as a podcast. It's much better than television folks. Way better. Uh, Way better than that. So prayer fasting, auxilium christianorum census fidelium. So thank you and until next time go and love your neighbor.